It is on! The earliest announcement ever for the biggest wellness summit on record. Get ready to join 1,000 wellness enthusiasts at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre on Wait For It, new dates, September 10 and 11, 2016. Get ready to see your favourite wellness cash presenters as you've never seen them before. Regular tickets to the summit will be $297, but for a very limited time, up until Christmas, get your friends together for a special super early bird rate of five tickets for the price of two. That's less than 120 bucks per person, less than $10 per hour to experience over 16 hours of powerhouse wellness. And even better, every ticket goes in the drawer to have an incredible Christmas prize from the Wellness Couch, which is one ticket to the 2016 Wellness Breakthrough and a VIP upgrade to the summit. Wowee. Get your skates on, folks, and find four friends, book your tickets, and automatically enter the drawer at www.thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Mums the Word. Thanks for being here. Karen Brody is our next guest, the founder of Bold Tranquility. After years of severe anxiety, the mother of two, Karen Brody, walked into a yoga studio and discovered Yoga Nidra, a sleep-based meditation technique. This then, then led Karen to create Bold Tranquility, a yoga nidra meditation company for women. As founder of the company, Karen's mission is to help busy women go from worn out to a well-rested woman using Yoga Nidra. Since establishing BoldTranquility.com, Karen has become an emerging voice and advocate in women's health and wellness on the power of yoga nidra meditation and the importance of rest to support women's health and power. She has created an extensive yoga nidra meditation system for women, which is available as an app, also called Bold Tranquility, or via her website to help women relax, get some sleep, and start embracing the way of the well-rested woman. Karen also runs Well-Rested Women Yoga Nidra Retreats and programs for women both online and live. I know this episode is going to absolutely speak to all the new mums out there, and even better, it's going to give you some tools to make the motherhood journey even easier. This is the very reason why I started this podcast, so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel sitting out there, and can also learn from mothers that have gone before you and are happy to share um, their mum tips and tricks. Enjoy the episode. So, Karen, it's been a long time since we connected in Washington, and I'm so excited to have you on this episode. I really just want you to share all about yourself for our listeners, what got you into what you're doing, really as it relates to birth and the birth work. And as I said, I'm just so happy to be speaking to you again. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, well, you know, I got into birth work because of my children and my birth experiences, but it really wasn't directly uh my births although i i had incredible births with midwives at home i have two teenagers now they're 14 and 16 two boys and when i had them um it was more after the birth and when i noticed the care that i got from these midwives and then i started talking to other moms in the playground with my children and realized they didn't get that care at all and they didn't even really know their birth choices at all. 
And many women were having what at that time I read a book called by Naomi Wolf called Misconceptions, Truth Lies in the Unexpected on the Way to the Delivery Room, something like that. And that book really influenced me. I remember she talked about uh, well-educated women having ordinary bad birth experiences, an alarming number of ordinary bad birth experiences. And this is what I was hearing in every playground that I went to. And so I... I, I ended up at being a writer uh, at the time. I, I said, wow, I, I want to start interviewing these women. I want to write about this. And I thought I was going to write an article. Uh, I actually pitched the article to a lot of different magazines. And um, one very high-profile magazine, uh, we were on the verge of having it published. And then and then it, it was um, – the 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 project or, you know, the, the article was killed uh, right before – publication because you know the editor said oh well we've done birth we've covered birth and that really got me riled up because i thought they had done one article on hypnobirthing in the entire the entire magazine ever and this was not a and this is not an article on hypnobirthing this was an article on really um the crisis in maternity care and 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 ultimately and this is what i really focus on now about how women were going to harness the power within themselves to to change the culture of birth but even deeper to to really uh touch a deep place in themselves their essence you know and give birth from the inside out instead of just this outer energy of you know force or what i like to call creative force you know the the yeah women are leaders they're great leaders but can we also harness creative source which is more of that inward uh, more intuitive feeling. Can we can we honor them both and give both birth from that place? And I wasn't seeing any of that in birth because I saw that in my birth. My birth was all about creative source and creative force. So I wanted that for every woman, and I didn't want women to go into birth not knowing about their rights, not knowing evidence based information, not knowing their own personal power. So uh, I got really inspired from that moment to help change the culture of birth and wrote a play about it that's been produced all over the world. And, and, and yeah, now I, I do the same with yoga nidra meditation because when I discovered yoga nidra meditation, I thought, this is for moms. <laughs> like, why doesn't every mom have this in her back pocket? And, and you know, it, everything's taken off from there. I mean, you touched, on, you touched on so many things already and we're just getting started, honestly. <laughs> it's like you're my sister on the other side of the world because I too had the, the home births um, with the midwives and you just want everybody to experience that. And there's this obviously a transformation when you become a mum for everyone out there, but there's the stories of all the horror stories and people are sharing those. But when you, when you don't have the horror story, but you just have bliss and, and this amazing transformation into motherhood, you want everybody to have that. And that's also my drive for this, for this podcast, you know, to share what the possibilities are and, and obviously the choice as well. And then the other thing that you, you sounded like you were, like, as you were speaking, you were like a chiropractor, you know, talking about this internal force from within that we work with and, you know, the wisdom from within and with, and rather than with outside forces. And that's, that's really the space that we come from as well. Um, so you also touched, you just mentioned the term yoga nidra. Now I know that that's um, something that we know what it is, but I can imagine that um, many people listening have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm going to get you to elaborate. Um, what is it 
where did you even find it? I mean, it's from another culture, of course. And just just tell us a little about your amazing story about how that all came about. Well, Yoga Nidra is a sleep-based meditation technique, and it is uh, an ancient yogic sleep tool. I mean, it is really derived from, um, you know, it's it's centuries ago. Uh, yogis were practicing. Uh, yoga nidra and it's gone through different stages of um in the west we have um brought in other pieces uh to yoga nidra that that uh that make it to me a relaxation tool a conscious relaxation tool but also a self-discovery tool it's both and most people use it as a relaxation tool, because basically, if you're sleep deprived, you want yoga nidra. <laughs> yoga nidra is like shavasana. If you've ever done yoga, you're lying down. You don't have to lie down to do yoga nidra. You could just lean back or sit in a chair. But, you know, it is designed to lie down and be guided through this journey and you know you, that you go on it's the yoga nidra map so to speak uh, taking you through the five koshas which are in the yogic scriptures these are five bodies of awareness that we have within us that in yoga yogis believe we're not one body we're five bodies and so the more we can rotate attention to these five bodies and clear conflict in these bodies if you think about like an onion and layers of an onion each each body is another layer in the onion until you get to the core and that's your essence. That's, that's your soul. And so if we have a lot of conflict built up in these five bodies, which is the physical body, the energy body, the mental emotional body, the wisdom body and the bliss body, if we have conflict, meaning, you know, anything that really we're holding on to blockages, if we don't clear them, then we are usually feel some form of dis-ease. And, you know, the more, you know, nobody's perfect, but we all have karma, uh, you know, things that, you know, we haven't resolved in life and that build up. This is, this is the conflict I'm talking about. And Yoga Nidra would say that when you lie down and you rotate attention through these five bodies, you begin to feel this tranquil place, this place beyond really beyond uh, beyond what we can touch or even describe. It's a fourth dimension. Yogis call it Turiya. And Turiya is this place where you knowingly know everything. It's back to the essence of who you are. And when you touch that place, the more often you touch that place, and when you do it with intention, in Yoga Nidra, you set a sankalpa, which is your intention or your resolve. You know, what do you want to create in your life? How, what direction do you want to be aligned with? When you do that in the fourth dimension, your subconscious mind is so open and it's fertile and it just goes, yes. <laughs> so when you wake up from Yoga Nidra, you become more aligned to your intention in life. You can become more focused uh, to be able to manifest your intentions. We also plant affirmations in Yoga Nidra, usually in the fourth, when you're in that fourth state of consciousness, the fourth dimension, because you're in a thoughtless state. I mean, how often can we take ourselves to a thoughtless state? Even in Yoga Nidra, you know, it takes you through different brainwaves, like you're going into sleep. So you go from waking state to dreaming state into deep sleep, and then beyond to this fourth dimension. 
But if even if you're getting just the theta and the delta brainwaves, those are deep sleep brainwaves that help for depression. They help for just sleep deprivation in general. I mean, as a mom, I found Yoga Nidra because I was so deeply sleep deprived, but also having severe anxiety, se- severe panic attacks. I mean, I was walked through a, a supermarket uh, and when my kids were one and a half uh, and uh, three or you know, some, maybe one and two, one and two and a half because they're 19 months apart. And uh, I had, I, I was finally without my kids, which as a mom who has a one and a two and a half year old knows it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> and so when you have that moment of going into a supermarket by yourself, you never expect to actually have anxiety because you're, you think, well, I'm, I'm 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 excited. I have this moment to myself. My bliss state. Exactly. That's the bliss state. But but for me, for me, the aisle started spinning and my heartbeat started going, racing, and I thought I was dying. And I ended up in the emergency room and I passed out in the emergency room. And when I came to, I figured, okay, you know, I have cancer, I have this, there's something wrong. Well, they said, you know every test checked out fine and we think it's anxiety. So that was a moment for me where, you know, when you have two small kids and you're sleep deprived, you don't have a lot of energy to make changes in your life. And so I think that when we go and we take medications, you know, it's not a bad thing necessarily, but, uh, I thought I would take the medication for the anti-anxiety pills uh, as a bridge to a better place, which, uh, you know, I would like to say that's what I did because I said, okay, it'll be six months. And I was someone who didn't even take an Advil, like an ibuprofen. I mean, I was very health conscious. So to take anti-anxiety pills really felt like uh, I had, uh, you know, I, I had lost my status as being a perfect mom, a perfect woman, you know, and, and then I, I, I ended up three years later, still on the anti-anxiety pills. And that's when I walked into a yoga studio thinking that I would do like a bendy, stretchy asana kind of yoga. But then I saw all these women laying down on the ground in a, in a studio being guided through yoga nidra, I didn't know what it was at the time, but they were laying there blissed out, totally blissed out. And I thought to myself, I want what they got. I don't know what they got, but I want what they got. And I found out uh, uh, from the woman in the desk uh, at the yoga studio, that was yoga nidra. And this was a sleep-based meditation technique that if you have an hour of yoga nidra, it feels like four hours of sleep in your body. And that was initially what sold me because as a mom that was sleep deprived, I thought, wow, you know, if I could get those deep brainwave sleeps, I wasn't getting very good sleep. My oldest son was very spirited and, you know, I, I didn't sleep probably for the first year and a half with him. And then I had another child. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, I think moms know this sleep deprived state. It's a loop. It's a loop of fatigue. And I, yoga nidra was the first thing I'd ever been able to do that broke that loop of fatigue. Now I was a meditator before yoga nidra. And here's the difference because a lot of people ask me this meditation, you stay in the waking state. So you're in waking state consciousness throughout meditation and you, 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 
allow images, sensations, awareness um, to rise and fall. And, you know, things can move by like clouds in the sky or whatever, however people guide you. I mean, sometimes you're not guided and you sit in silent meditation, which I did a lot of silent meditation for many, many years. But I was so tired as a mom. I just wanted to lie down. I wanted a nap. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, of course you did. Yeah. And yoga nidra was my power nap. It was also a way to, I wouldn't have given myself permission to lie down, permission to take a nap. I felt like that was for my children, even though I could laugh about it and say, oh, I need a nap too. I wouldn't have just laid down and had a nap. And also I realized napping, it never felt that good to me. I always felt more tired when I take a nap. Uh, I, I just... It wasn't. It wasn't something that naturally um, was easy for me to do. Well, I'm just sitting here so, thinking, how do you sync nap time with two little ones of 19 months apart? I mean, they're going to be on different schedules anyway. So just as you get one down, the other one's about to wake up. Well, I was also a very disciplined uh, person. <laughs> See, and, sisters, uh, we're complete sisters. Yeah, I I don't, you know, I I mean I love my children, but basically I run the show. <laughs> and luckily, my my spirited one really taught me that because it was a good mindfulness bell for me to be aware that the best love I could give him was very strong boundaries. And and that was that was going to sleep, having his nap time. And so I made both of their nap time one one o'clock in the afternoon. And my other one, when he was younger, the younger one, he would take a morning nap yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And and so there was time when the other one was awake, you know, because the older one wouldn't take two naps in the day. And so, but then the second nap was always the both of them. They went down. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, my older one fought me on that. Um, that was not, I, I'm not saying I had these two children that just went down I mean we had m m you know a long moment I'm, st I'm still <laughs> where, there I'm still there <laughs> yeah well you know I mean it's 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 natural but when when they when 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 it's non-negotiable because I couldn't be a good mother and this is something yoga nidra really teaches you that it's important to serve yourself so that you can serve all others when you serve yourself, you serve all others. When you serve others, you serve yourself. And this is yoga nidra. Yoga nidra really is that, um, to me, it's, it was medicine for me because it brought me back to the place of when I gave birth, that divine feminine yumness, when I was able to hold the creative source and the creative force. And in waking state consciousness, that's been really challenging for me. And I think perhaps that's why I had... Um, a lot of anxiety and panic attacks. And my family had a history of it too. My, when I started really thinking and looking into my family history, my father also went to the hospital with anxiety. So, uh, were you drinking a lot of coffee? I mean, was it something? That no, I, dr I drank no, no coffee. There was no sort of, uh, okay. No, in fact, in fact, I was already, like I said, I was a bit of a health nut at the, at the time. In my 20s, my father passed away and I went through um, a deep, uh, cathartic, transformative um, moment where I cleaned up my diet I, um, well, first I hit rock bottom, you know, and I had migraines and I had this, and actually it was a chiropractor that, that, who helped me 
transition to that uh, that next phase in my life that was much um, healthier. It was I never actually come across this whole idea of divine feminine or creative source. She didn't talk about it that way, but it was the first time she modeled it to me. And I, I know that, um, and she didn't do a lot of cracking at first or any of that kind of stuff. It was more getting manual adjusting on this podcast. Thank you very much. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, I I hear you. I hear what you, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of different techniques, of course. There's low force techniques. Yeah. Well, she, she used, you know, she did the, the, the manual. Manual adjustment, I call it cracking. Yeah, that's that's because this was many years ago, many years ago, uh, you know. And when I met her, it changed everything. And I changed my diet. I changed everything. And I found meditation. Uh, I didn't find yoga nidra yet. What I didn't understand back then that I understand now is the importance for women of cave time, of really having defined periods of rest quiet time, silence, even if it's just uh, the yoga nidra, you know, like 15, 20 minutes of yoga nidra. I started doing yoga nidra with my my son um, uh, when my son was, uh, he was going to a lot of soccer and I would do it in the, in the, in the car when I would park the car and I would just lean back and yoga nidra, it works on the go as well. So that was a practicality question. So you can just do it for 10 minutes if you want, or it's like, you've got to go through. It's usually a minimum of 15 minutes because there is a protocol to go through these five koshas and beyond. Uh, And so that is uh, a minimum of 15 minutes of yoga nidra will really have, if you do it regularly, it will have uh, an impact on your sleep, how well you sleep. It'll have an impact on your um, depression, anxiety. You know, it, it really, literally, it releases GABA, you know, GABA is like a tranquilizing agent in in your body. And so uh, serotonin, um, it helps you produce melatonin for sleep. Uh, it's all the studies that support meditation, uh, support, you know, it's the same thing. Yoga Nidra is meditation. It's just a sleep-based meditation. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. I mean, I think every mom out there would be jumping in already. Um, and, and the other, the other question I had was what sort of changes do you already see in people when, I mean, you know, a lot of people that have started it because of you, when do changes come about or what do you start to see in people? Obviously, um, more energy, you know, or less of this uh, fatigue. But um, what else do you see in them? You touched on a lot of different, I guess, more spiritual changes. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that women feel is just more relaxed. You know, they their their body feels more relaxed. Their mind feels more relaxed, more peaceful, uh, more in harmony. In that place of of oneness that that they forgot about in many many women, especially when they usually fifteen minute yoga nidras are great to relax the body. The self discovery piece comes a little more often with more of a twenty thirty forty minute yoga nidra experience, and you know I will say back to just relaxation and and sleep. Almost immediately, I mean, the nu- the number of women, I really should call this, I, I, you know, because I 
I now run a company that is a yoga nidra meditation company for women. I should really just say this is a sleep. This is this is for insomniacs. This is for because yeah. the first thing and that improves is your sleep. Your sleep begins to improve. I have women who um, right now in my nine month immersion program. There's several women who they haven't slept in years. They haven't slept eight hours in years. They haven't slept, had a good deep sleep, and they're sleeping for the first time in years. I mean, one woman just said, you know, she doesn't even remember the last time she had a, a great night's sleep and she's sleeping well now. So it, it, it really helps your sleep. I mean, that's big. That's, you know, one of my, one of the times I shake my yoga nidra pom-poms <laughs> <laughs> because sleep is huge. Yeah, I mean, it's how we can, so, we, we can't show up in the world fully and we can't be in our power fully if we don't get enough sleep. So so and then and then like other other people, it helps in creativity, big time creativity. Writers will start getting ideas that they were felt previously blocked on. Uh, one woman who actually is in our immersion, she just emailed me and said um, her paintings. It's coming out in her paintings, and everyone is commenting. What what is it? How this is this is such a new side of you. This is such a vibrant, like we've never seen this. You know, she just sold a painting for an incredible amount of money. And she said she hadn't sold it. You know, her painting sold for much less. But she said people are seeing new things in her paintings. It's coming out through that. You know, okay. it comes out many different ways. I mean, when I've done um, programs, led programs for women uh, over a long period of time, so regular yoga nidra, everything has happened from women who are mothers, uh, really just starting to serve themselves again, like changing the paradigm at home because the worn out woman is such an archetype that mothers feel that they must, they must live that worn out woman archetype uh, because we're mothers <laughs> and that's just part of being a mother. And I say, no, I say, no, you can be the well-rested woman. You don't have to be the worn out woman and you can still be a mother and you can you you will have times where you may feel worn out. The well-rested woman doesn't feel, uh, you know, perfect all the time. But it's like Pema Chodron's book, you know, when things fall apart. I feel like that's a Bible for me, Pema Chodron's work and and that particular book. And I think for for all people, Yoga Nidra, you have to understand, it doesn't make you immune to to not never falling apart again, right? But it gives you this solid foundation for which to to fall apart and then to come back together more easily and to find your center and to find, come back to what in yoga nidra we'd call your true nature. You know, yoga nidra is a pointer back to your true nature. You don't have to, it's effortless. You don't have to do anything. You wake up and you're in your true nature. And what you start to find in your life is anything that doesn't align with your true nature feels icky, feels like a full body yuck. And yeah. then you, you, right. And so then you say, okay, well, you know what? And a lot of times it comes into relationships. I've had women who have left their husbands after doing yoga nidra, but I've had women who've also had better marriages after yoga nidra. In fact, one mom was recently telling me it helped her to show up in her marriage more by doing yoga nidra, you know, by practicing yoga nidra. So, so, you know, I, it's a mystery. Our, our lives are a mystery. And I always say to women, I really don't know where they're going when they're, when they're lying down and, and doing yoga nidra. Uh, I don't know, 
you know, they may think they need to leave their husband, but they may find that, no, they actually don't need to leave their husband at all. As a matter of fact, the husband's the best thing that's ever happened to them. And they actually just have to show up for themselves and be really present in order to show up in, in, in all their relationships. I mean, it sounds so, like it just means that people are more connected and, and their brain yeah. waves, their brain waves start to settle. We would say in chiropractic, it's really an adjustment above the atlas. You know, so, Absolutely. Um, you know, it's like a mindset basically, or like you said, and more connected to source and things that are supposed to happen are going to eventuate anyway. Um, it's really beautiful. Um, so obviously this is all sounding amazing. You were tired and then you found Yoga Nidra and then, I mean, tell us a little bit more about that you created an app and I mean, there's a whole Yoga Nidra experience that's just turned into a business. Yeah, you know, slowly I began to see this power in yoga nidra for all women beyond the relaxation piece, which which was initially why I wanted yoga nidra. And it's initially why almost every mom wants yoga nidra. And it, again, it helps you sleep. So my gosh, who wouldn't want that? But but then I started seeing this self-discovery piece and I thought, um, First, I began to use it with pregnant moms, uh, and Yoga Nidra is just this incredible opportunity to feel that moment of transition, really. When you push a baby out, you need to come into oneness in order to push a baby out. You need to be able to hold fear and trust. And Absolutely. You've just hit, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so because there and and if you push away fear, the more you push away fear, the harder it gets to birth your baby. To you know, it, 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 even a though it's a it's an absolute surrender. And yoga nidra, every time you lie down, is a surrender. So it's great birth prep because it's great. It's a great preparation for women to feel that space. It, it's it's like the the space between, you know, where you actually can can really come into a place of oneness and be able to hold everything just the way it is. In Yoga Nidra, we welcome everything just the way it is. So we meet and greet every messenger. And in Yoga Nidra, um, when you're pregnant, you have birth baggage. <laughs> we all have what I call birth baggage. You know, we have emotions, uh, beliefs that uh, these are the conflicts that build up in our in our um, in our bodies, our five bodies of awareness. And so, the more you can clear conflict from the body, from these five bodies, the more you can go into your birth in a tranquil space of you know, under knowing and trusting the mystery, trusting the fact that you can hold the fear, you can hold the trust, and when you hold both, that what Marion Woodman, a Jungian psychologist, calls uh, holding the tension of the opposites. Uh, Yoga Nidra is great preparation for holding those, the tension of the opposites. And, and so you, if you've been doing it prenatally, by the time it comes to your birth, you can even do Yoga Nidra, even in uh, late-stage labor, uh, but certainly in the early stages of, of your birth. Uh, it's great. It relaxes the body. So that triggers the relaxation response, balances the, the nervous system. And then bam, when you're giving birth, you've already, you've met fear, you know, fear, you can say, hello, fear, hello, trust. And you can hold them both. And it's the space when you hold them both where you're free, you're truly free. So I created a company that would help women, uh, come into this place of oneness, um, 
using this yoga nidra as a tool to do that. And, and, and so it could be for birth. It could be in the postpartum period because the postpartum period, as I know, having had a spirited child, I had a spirited child who, who literally he, he screamed for 18 months. We ate with a vacuum cleaner on. That was the only way that he would stop screaming. No, it wouldn't matter how much we held him, how much we patted him. We took him to every doctor imaginable to see if something was wrong. Uh, and he just was spirited. <laughs> and, you know, it was colic gone wild. <laughs> you know, people say just a month. No, it was months and months and months. And so I was deeply sleep deprived and and I really just, um, I, for moms who have that kind of sleep deprivation. I've got this tickle, as you can hear in the background. Sorry. About yeah, that. no problem. No problem. For moms who have uh, that kind of sleep deprivation, a new mom, uh, it's, it's amazing. And you can do it when you're breastfeeding as well. Uh, you can go into yoga nidra. You can put on your earbuds. And it's great for the baby. The baby gets all of all of that too. Yeah. So, so you know, um, and then and then now that I'm a mom of older kids, teenagers, you can start doing yoga nidra <sighs> with your children. You can do yoga nidra with your children. I was thinking, you know, that, baby that's not sleeping very well, get those earbuds in and get them. <laughs> get them well, we have a lot of a lot of moms who now will take they 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 were always taking naps with their kids they were lying down they were breastfeeding them to sleep and they just play the yoga nidra for both of them for her and her her child it's you know most yoga nidras um while there there are yoga nidras that are geared to children because um we do use visualization sometimes and we would for children we would use more more uh characters that were more childlike and things like that but but uh anyway it's uh uh it's still very safe for children to listen to most adult yoga nidras yeah exactly just on their level so um i i wanted you to share if you did have one an affirmation or a quote or something related to birth that has really touched you that you wanted to share and how you apply it in your life well i actually chose a quote that is not from a birth person. Uh, you know, the quote is one, it's from a writer, Anna Quinlan. I don't know how many people have, have read any of her books, but she was also a columnist for many years um, in the New York times. And uh, she, she said this quote that really just struck me. Um, she says, the thing that is really hard and really amazing is giving up on being perfect and beginning the work of becoming yourself. And I think perfection for women is a, it's a big obstacle for us. And in our births, it can be a big obstacle. Uh, and so uh, I'd like to say, you know, now that I started this yoga nidra meditation company, Bold Tranquility, I'd love, I'd love to say our, one of our mantras is Chuck Perfect. You know, you are enough. Chuck Perfect. And this, this idea of giving up on being perfect, it allows you then to come back to your true nature, to be more in the essence of who you are and begin the work. That's the work of becoming yourself, of becoming you. And the more you are you in your birth, the, in your pregnancy, and when you give birth, the, 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 better, the better birth experience you're going to have. No, I love you're going to have a... 
You're going to have a better birth experience no matter what kind of birth you have. And I really want to stress that because I don't actually feel, although I chose a home birth, I don't feel uh, women have to choose home birth to have uh, that that magical, uh, powerful birth experience. I think you should work on beginning the work of becoming yourself. No, I like that. And, 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 perfect. Chuck perfect. And the, and, 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 and there are some moments in women's lives that, that provide us with huge gateways to explore our inner world and, and, and know who we truly are. And, and pregnancy is one of them. And so is menopause. And, you know, there, there are some, some of these gateways and, and, and it's such an opportunity for women to explore, um, who they are. <laughs> and just as I'm holding back this tickle in my throat and I've got this cough that I can't stop, I'm going to chuck perfect. So. <laughs> yeah, chuck perfect. <laughs> totally fine. I've got this tickle and that's fine. So, um, as you know, mums, the word is really all about building community and reminding mums. And, and also mums to be that no matter where we are in the world, um, we've all got similar concerns and, and struggles and worries and, and even more so that we really are all in this together. So I wanted you to share if you can touch on, um, you know, opening up a little bit about where you possibly struggled in the past personally or professionally and, and what did you learn? Well, you know, wow. It's like, which struggle? Yeah, yeah, of course we all have struggle. You know, I mean, I think, I think that, um, that definitely, um, one of the (laughs) things, and when I, when I mentioned, when I met that chiropractor, Heidi, um, when I met Heidi, I was in a place that, uh, I didn't know who I was and I didn't know how to get there. And, um, I was having, uh, extreme anxiety. Uh, I was having migraines. This was before I became a parent, but I remember when I left Heidi and I said to her, what prescription should I like, what should I do? And she said, I think you should go home. You should wear orange. You should have a carrot juice and eat millet. And I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> and I don't think that's and, all chiropractors that would tell you how to how to wear your clothes. And uh, you know, sounds great. Yeah, it sounds well, really great. Tell us more. Well, you know, I think ultimately that prescription was a prescription to nourish myself. You know, I found out later. I mean, wearing orange stimulates the liver. You know, drinking carrot juice helps with, you know, your, you know, there, there, there were reasons. Millet is, if you want no anxiety, eat millet. Millet is the most common grain you could have. So, you know, it, it's perfect for people who have anxiety, actually. So, so there was a reason for, for her prescription, so to speak. Um, but, and I felt better within 24 hours. She did adjust of doing you, that. didn't she? She did a little bit of, uh, a little bit of adjustment, but she, she, um, you know, I was in a very, very crazy state when I arrived and like, I, I, I had actually told her, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming. I called her right before I said, I can't come. I didn't think I couldn't, I hadn't been able to leave the apartment for two weeks. Every time I opened the door, I thought I was going to die. I mean, I'm serious when I say I was in a bad place. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't leave the apartment. 
you know that it's not anxiety as in a little flutter in my heart it was it was um it was uh full blown i couldn't i couldn't function and and so that prescription got me on a path of understanding the importance of nourishing myself and when i found yoga nidra the first thing that started coming back to me was heidi's prescription wear orange drink carrot juice eat millet and it was something that uh wasn't necessarily the specifics of wear orange drink carrot juice eat millet but it was this reminder to nourish yourself from deep within that i had a power within me that it wasn't just looking at um taking a pill or the outside forces but i that this was this was inner work that i needed to do and it was nourishing from the inside out and yoga nidra helped me to um to go even deeper and to like i feel every time i lie down and practice yoga nidra i am uh f- filling that prescription yeah or filling <laughs> filling your bucket or filling your cup up as well yeah yeah i'm just i'm nourishing myself yeah i'm nourishing myself and then i'm able to be a much much better mother oh my gosh and so you know in our household um kindness is sort of like a billboard uh in the household and i feel every time uh, after i practice yoga nidra i have uh, drank a cup of kindness toward myself and i'm able to then really uh shower that on my children and the world and and the work i do because especially women who are women who run companies they run nonprofits they they help women uh you know midwives doulas who to who are helping women all the time they need to drink a cup of kindness for themselves very often because that i realized was the key to me not burning out and not getting uh anxiety anymore and yoga nidra helps me it sort of recalibrates my my whole system back to the dial of kindness toward myself and then it ripples to others. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. So so what gets you up in the morning then? What's that drive? I just believe that that women contributing in the world uh you know just our voices are so important and that uh the current paradigm in our world is for women to just use creative force and it's so exhausting. It 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 leads to the worn out woman. Uh, and that I get, wake up in the morning thinking, okay, the more we can have that balance of creative source, creative force, um, the more women will take back rest and live as more a well-rested woman. And that will help our whole world because I just imagine a world of well-rested women. And I think that means we have more women in leadership positions. We have more, our voices are out there. We're able to mother on levels that we couldn't show up and be present for our children in ways that when we're so worn out. Um, and so I'm really motivated by that. And taking back rest is really important. You know, in the 1800s in the United States, women were silenced by something called the rest cures. And we were sent to bed in order to really put a lid on our 
on our voices, on our creativity. And we made a bargain back then. I feel we made a bargain to get out of, like when women realized this was silencing us, we said, okay, we're not going to rest anymore. We're going to get out there. But the problem is that's now a bad bargain. That's actually, you know, hurting women to think that laying down and resting is weakness. That, you know, that is not, you know, now we have to really make that bargain. You know, we have to stop that bad bargain with rest yeah. and we have to take rest. And yeah. that, that, that gets me up in the morning. <laughs> totally. I can hear it. I can hear it. Um, and what would, what can you say would be the best advice you ever received in relation to uh, birth or motherhood? What was someone that gave you a bit of a tip that you use in your... Uh, well, no, Ida May, you know, t- for births, talks about the energy that gets the baby in, gets the baby out. And that always h- hits me because, um, you know, I, I believe in energy. <laughs> and I also uh, believe that uh, the energy that got the baby in was the orgasm. Um, and that's that, you know, place of oneness. And the energy that gets the baby out is the orgasm. You know, it's that transition is the is, is a place of oneness. And so uh, I love that. I love that um, tip, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in mothering, again, Pema Children is my Bible, when things fall apart, because I think the reality her book, when things fall apart, when I, I think it's great for women in business. They should be reading when things fall apart. I think it's great for mothers because the reality is, and this goes back to perfection and checking perfect. If we're trying to continually have, um, be the perfect mother, this perfect to that, um, then it's really a big, big fall when things fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the, that's the anxiety that I felt uh, all the time, um, you know, because things would fall apart because they do. Mm-hmm. And yet Pema Chodron has uh, beautiful strategies for coming back into oneness and being gentle with yourself. That's the main gist of what she talks about. And that's, that's actually um, Yoga Nidra. Yoga Nidra is about serving yourself and being kind to yourself so you can serve others. You, you, already, you already answered my next question. You're an invaluable resource. So, yeah, parent children, it's, uh, you know, your, your Bible, your go-to. So, so thank you for that. I'm, I'm just uh, so honored to have you on, on the podcast. And, um, you know, we speak the same language, obviously, in um, literally and also um, abstractly. It's just, it's just an honor to have you and um, so, uh, so grateful that you could get up early to, uh, to speak with me. Um, thank you so much for giving back and for everything that you do for women out there my pleasure thank you so much it's been just uh, uh, wonderful to hear that you're doing this podcast and I'm so happy to be a part of it thanks yeah the feelings mutual okay lots of love bye thank you for joining us on this episode of mum's the word please remember to subscribe rate and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Possible Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.